0: Welcome to Words of Encouragement with Albert Artis. My desire is that this podcast will encourage, uplift, and inspire you to grow and live in the fullness of who God created you to be. And now, here's your inspirational message. Good evening, Hope and Life. My name is Albert Artis. I want to welcome you to our midweek meetup. I want to thank Pastor Tony and Gwen for this incredible opportunity to speak to you tonight. It is an honor to share the Word of God with my Hope and Life family. Well, we started a series a few weeks ago on the fruit of the Spirit. And tonight I want to finish up the series speaking on gentleness and self-control so if you have your bibles let's look at our foundation scriptures which is found in galatians chapter 5 and we're going to look at verses 19 through 23 and this is the new king james version and it reads now the works of the flesh are evident which are adultery fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, adultery, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outburst of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, Those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, somebody say but, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. For years as a believer, I didn't understand why I would have these sinful urges if I am born again. Why do I fall into sin and make bad decisions and wonder how I got here if I'm a new creation in Christ? Doesn't the Bible say if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. The answer is mistaken identity. As Christian, we are often mistaken about our own identity when we believe the lie that we are what we feel. And just as the Apostle Paul talks about the works of the flesh, before he speaks about the fruit of the spirit, I believe that we must do the same tonight. Talk about the works of the flesh who we are not before we move into the fruit of the spirit. You know, if we are honest, all of us at times deal with what Paul calls the flesh. God never intended for us to live defeated. God never intended for us to live these defeated Christian lives. He wants us to be people of integrity, people of character, people of honor, that we're the same behind the scenes as we are out in front, we're the same at home as we are at church, Jesus paid an incredible price so that we could live an overcoming victorious Christian life free from the power of sin. But at times, we feel lust, hate, jealousy, envy, strife, pride, and so on. And some believers have accepted. They just say, that's just who I am. I'm just being honest. I'm just being my true authentic self. But what if what you are referring to as your true authentic self, what if it's really just the flesh? As believers, our new identity is in Christ. And God has called us to live by the spirit and not by our flesh do you believe that the apostle paul said in me that is in my flesh dwells no good thing wow we need to stop being shocked by the things that come up out of our flesh if apostle paul the man who wrote two-thirds of the new testament can say in me that is, in my flesh dwells no good thing, then we should know that's just the nature of the flesh. Stop being shocked by what comes out of it. The Bible says we are a new creation. Our old man was crucified on the cross with Jesus. And we no longer have to live and obey the dictates of the flesh. In Romans chapter 8, in verses 12 through 14 and this is the new living translation it says therefore dear brothers and sisters you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do for if you live by its dictates you will die but if through the power of the spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature you will live For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Wow. How many of you know that if you're going to live a victorious Christian life, you must learn, we all must learn to live by the Spirit and not by the dictates of the flesh. I have a friend that had a dream one night, and actually his name is Corey Nichols, He is a powerful man of God. He's actually has spoken at Hope in Life several times on several occasions, but he's a powerful man of God. He's a great friend. But Corey shared with me that one night he had a dream. He dreamt that he was walking down a path that led to his destiny. But all of a sudden, a huge head of a monster appeared and blocked the entire path. And Corey said it was so ugly that he was terrified. He said he was frozen. He couldn't move. But something spoke to him deep down on the inside, and it said, it's not real. It's just a mirage. So Corey musted up enough courage, and he reached down. He found a stick. He picked up a stick. He picked the stick up, and he swiped at it, and the stick went straight through it. And he said, wow, it is. It's just a mirage. So he mustered up enough courage and he said, I'm gonna walk through it. But just as he began to move forward, it made the ugliest face that it had made up until that time. And Corey began to say to himself, I believe, I believe, I believe the truth. And he walked through it and he went on to fulfill his God-given destiny. How many of you know that The same is true for us today. Just because something may feel real doesn't mean that it's the truth. It's a reality that you feel anger. It's a reality that you can feel lust or jealousy. You can be jealous. You can feel pride. It's a reality. But it's not the truth. The truth is that you are a new creation in Christ. Just ignore those feelings. Just ignore it. Pay it no mind, and the feelings will eventually leave. At the end of the day, just like in the dream where the enemy was trying to prevent Corey from going on and fulfilling his God-given destiny, at the end of the day, that's what he wants for us. The enemy is trying to prevent us from living out the fullness of our days, fulfilling our God-given destiny. But the devil is a liar. Amen, do you believe that? In Ephesians chapter three, verse 20, and this is the New King James Version, it says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Did you get that? According to the power that is working in us. There is a power working in you that's greater than any power or force that's coming against you. The scripture says the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of us. Resurrection power, the same power that command the dead to live, lives in you. God has given us everything that we need to live the victorious life. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You know, I believe that anyone that is truly born of God wants to live right. Anyone that's truly born of God, wants to serve God, wants to do what's right. But the scripture says my people perish for lack of knowledge. There are many Christians that live defeated, not because they want to, not because they want to dishonor God, because of a lack of knowledge. When we believe right, how many of you know we will live right? When we believe right, we will do right. One day when we receive our glorified bodies, the the Bible says that when we see Jesus, we're going to see him as he is and we're going to be like him. We're going to have bodies just like Jesus' resurrected body. And We'll no longer have to deal with sin. We'll no longer have to deal with the flesh. All of that would be a thing of the past. But until then, we must stand our ground. We must fight the good fight of faith. So what we believe is essential. And the truth is, we are a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. Now, there may be some that say, well, Brother Albert, If old things have passed away, why do I still feel the same? Well, once again, you are not what you feel. No, you are not your flesh. Your new identity is in Christ. How many of you know that we are spirit, soul, and body? We're three dimensions. We are spirit, soul, and body. Our spirit is our real person. The spirit man is the real you. And the Bible says that your spirit has been born again. And now you are one with Christ. You are one with God, and the spirit of God lives in you. And that power that lives in you, when we cooperate, when we cooperate with the spirit, it empowers us to live above the flesh, above anything Above sin, above anything that the devil throws at us. But before we move on, there's one more thing that I want to say. Just remember that righteousness is a gift. We can never earn our salvation by the things that we do. Salvation is through faith and faith alone. On this side of eternity, we will never be perfect, but we can grow we can mature in the things of God. But even then, sometimes we fail, sometimes we still make mistakes, sometimes we fall short. But the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. A righteous man falls seven times, but what does it say? He gets back up. Don't allow the enemy to put guilt and condemnation on you because you fail, you're not perfect. Sometimes you make mistakes, you're growing, And you are maturing in the things of God. Amen. And I also want to say one more thing. The word of God says that we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Did you get that? We have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Light. So, even when we fall, even when we make mistakes, we fall in the light, not in darkness. You are no longer in the devil's jurisdiction. What happens to you is none of the devil's business. You are in the kingdom of God. You're in the kingdom of his dear son. So I want to encourage you to, even when you mess up you fall, get back up, dust yourself off. When you fall, you fall forward. You're not falling backwards. You're falling forward in the light in the kingdom of God And the Holy Spirit empowers us. Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So now that we have talked about uh, the, the works of the flesh, now let's move into the fruit of the Spirit. And let's go back to our foundation scripture, which is found in Galatians chapter five. This time we're going to look at verses 22 and 23. And I am reading the New King James Version. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Today, I'm speaking to you on gentleness and self-control. Gentleness is defined as the quality of being kind, tender, or mal-mannered. It's not weakness but instead is strength under control. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25, Paul instructed Timothy, he said, correct your opponents, those who oppose you, with gentleness. How many of you know that it takes humility to correct people who are opposing you, people who are coming against you to be kind, to be tender, to be kind and tender and correct them with a spirit of gentleness when they're fighting against you, when they're coming against you. How many of you know that takes humility? So gentleness is not weakness. It's strength under control. So what about self-control? Self-control is defined as the ability to control oneself one's emotions, one's desires, or the expression of them in one's behavior, especially in difficult situations. Self-control is also defined as restraint exercise over one's own impulses, emotions, or desires. Proverbs 25 and 28 says, Like a city whose walls are broken through, is a person who lacks self-control. So, how do we walk it out in our daily in our daily lives? How do we live in self-control or by the fruit of the spirit? In John chapter 15 and verses 4 and 5. Jesus said to his disciples on the night before his death, and this is the God's Word translation. Jesus said to his disciples, live in me and I will live in you. A branch cannot produce any fruit by itself, but it has to stay attached to the vine. In the same way, you cannot produce fruit unless you live in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who live in me while I live in them will produce a lot of fruit but you can't produce anything without me. Jesus was revealing to us the secret of bearing fruit, abiding in him. Those of us with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit have the strength to control our sinful desires, those sinful impulses, and live by the fruit of the Spirit. 2 Corinthians actually, Second Timothy, Timothy chapter one, and we're gonna look at verses six and seven. Verse six says, therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. This is Apostle Paul. He was writing to Timothy, a young pastor, and in verse seven, he told him, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind." I remember it had to be at least 25 years ago or longer. I remember talking to several friends on several occasions, different friends. And I will always say, I'm afraid to ride on 285 when it's raining. I mean, there's so many 18-wheelers. Uh, people drive crazy, and I don't like it. I'm afraid to do it. And one day, I was on 285, and a spirit of fear literally just came on me, and it was so foreign because even though I used to say I'm afraid to ride on two or drive on 285. In reality I really wasn't afraid I just didn't like it so when that spirit of fear came on me I was like oh no devil you a liar you better get away from here I rebuke you in the name of Jesus I am not afraid to drive on 285 and you know that spirit of fear left but how many you know that if I would have accepted that if I would have embraced that today 25 years later I would still be dealing with the fear of driving on the freeway. But God said, or Apostle Paul said here in the scripture, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Wow. Wouldn't it be amazing if we as believers could be known as? people that are full of God's power, people that are full of God's love, and that we have a sound mind. And a sound mind means that we are level-headed, we are cool, and as young people say, you are so dope. It would just be, wouldn't it be awesome if Hope and Life could be known as the church? Man, Hope and Life is dope. Wow, Hope and Life, that is the place to be. Well, Jesus said in John chapter 15, the way we produce fruit, what did he say? Is to abide in him. Our foundation scripture says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such there is no law. Now notice that the scripture didn't say works of the spirit. It says fruit of the spirit. An apple tree doesn't have to work to produce apples. It just needs to be in the right environment. It just needs what? Good soil, a sufficient supply of water, and what? Plenty of sunlight. And it would naturally produce fruit. And the same is true for us. When we are in the right environment, when we make Jesus the center of our lives, when we sit under anointed teaching, when we study God's word, when we make time to get in his presence, we will naturally produce fruit, amen? So I want to encourage you tonight. Make Jesus the center of your life. Nurture your relationship with him and you will naturally produce fruit. You will naturally produce love joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Amen? Until next time, may God bless you. May he keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. And may he give you peace. In Jesus' amazing name. God bless you. hope in life. Have an amazing rest of the week. God bless you. Until next time, this is Albert Artis with Words of Encouragement. Thank you for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the program, I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast. I pray God's favor and blessings over you.